Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I watched a TikTok the other day where this woman was talking about, she was like, all the ways my middle school students have hurt my feelings. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. And one of, the, one of the ways was, it was like a science, she's a science teacher. Yeah. So they're supposed to look at her and make inferences. It was the first right. day, it was like a get to know you thing, right? right? First day of school. Oh no. And they were like, she looks like she shops at Goodwill, which the woman was like, I do. Offended by. And I'm all like, listen. I love Goodwill. They've like, got good stuff. I get why people are there. are weird about it. Like, I totally get why people Because somebody else wore it, I guess. Yeah, but I'm like, it's I like, like it because you never know what you're going to find. It's the whole, like... Yeah. yeah. And also, what you're going to find at Goodwill is not like everybody else in Lexington is buying the same thing. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Not to say that I don't go to the mall or Target. Not... Not all of my friends right. come from Goodwill, but I just, like I don't know, when I'm bored... We love a good anthropology outfit. But, but also, when you find anthropology at Goodwill... It's the most amazing, amazing feeling. experience or, ever. Or Lululemon or yes. J. Crew. Like, yeah. So it's really big into sweatshirts right now. So she wants to go to Goodwill and find all the old sweatshirts because nobody has that kind. So she thinks yeah. it's cool. I just forget, I guess, because I don't think anything of it. I yeah. forget that there are people who think it's really like cringy. Ew. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I, it's not like I don't wash it. Right. <laughs> right. Whatever. I love clothes. That's the other thing. I love clothes. Yeah. I have a ridiculous amount of them. And yeah. so in order to make myself feel better about yeah. how many clothes I have, if I get a lot of them at Goodwill, then it's not like a right. hard on the budget. Right. Know? Exactly. This is all about being a responsible adult. And if I am anything, Kara, that you are, <laughs> it's a responsible adult. That well, you are. I'm Megan. And I'm Kara. <laughs> this is the Witches Budget Writer and Mystery Podcast. As always, there's a disclaimer for the dogs that are downstairs. and They're beagles. They like to howl, and I love it. Millie is tiny and fierce. <laughs> Somebody walks by the house, and she goes nuts. Yeah, but, but if they were you, to actually you approach her, don't, don't talk about she it. She just takes off running. She's yeah. So- yeah, I said, do you want to come in here with us? And she said, nope, and darted down the stairs. Well, she was creeping up the stairs yeah. like she was going to. She's making moves. But then you looked at her. And don't do that. It's like those ghosts on that Super Mario Brothers game yes. they're, where they'll follow you as long as you're not looking. <laughs> and then you turn around, they're like, that's Millie. It is Millie. God, N64 Super Mario. There was a really great arcade bar down in St. Pete. Oh. It was an arcade brewery. It was something like the bar around the corner, or just around the corner, or something like that. Anyway, they had old classic stuff like that. They had Duck Hunt. I mean, it was great. I loved it. That's so One funny. of the rainier days when we were on vacation. Yes. Okay. It is Friday. Yes. What's that noise? A train. Do you think a helicopter is like literally landing on my house right now? It's going to land on my car and take my car away. Alrighty. So this story was emailed to us by Rebecca, who is also the one who sent us the Puerto Rican legends. So oh, she basically fine. threw this one at the end and was like, yeah. here's just another case just that I think it. is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, not that it has any ties to her or anything. Right. So Lars Matank was a 28-year-old guy with a long-term girlfriend, lots of friends, and a good job. Okay. He worked for Wilhelm Sabin. 
Germany's only deep water port in its largest naval base. So oh. that's one thing I yeah I knew all about. <laughs> I didn't even have to read any more about it. Right. I was like, oh yeah, that place I, in Germany, right? I knew this. So he had a good relationship with his family. Like okay. his dad had had a stroke actually, mm-hmm. but Lars would regularly go by his parents' house to work with them and help out with things like help uh-huh. his mom and do the things yeah. his dad wasn't able to. So Lars was German, born in Berlin, but lived his entire life in a smaller city, population 32,000-ish, with a name that I'm not even going to try to pronounce because every time I try it, it sounds offensive. I'm just Amazing. not going to do that. On June 30th, 2014. Oh, so not long ago. Lars left Germany for the very first time. He was he ventured out. 28. Wow. The first time he left Germany. Wow. He traveled to Varna, Bulgaria with five of his friends, and they stayed at this seaside resort called the Golden Sands, mm-hmm. located on the Black Sea coast. Golden Sands is basically the Bulgarian equivalent of Ibiza. Lots of sun, sand, cheap alcohol. Right. You know. Lars and his buddies spent the week relaxing, enjoying the beach, the pool, playing football, going to clubs. You know, just mm-hmm. like a guy's trip, having yeah. a good time. One of the guys on the trip said... Lars was in a good mood, and he seemed completely fine, except for the fact that he wasn't eating a whole lot. Oh. But when I read that, it almost felt like, wow, they're really digging to find something. Yeah, like, I feel like sometimes when we travel, our stomachs are like, Yeah, I mean, well, if I have to find something strange about his behavior. he didn't eat much. I guess it would be, he didn't eat a whole lot. Like, he would have a soup or a salad at mealtime, and that could be any number of things. So, who knows? Maybe it's a health thing. Maybe it's a financial, financial thing. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he just had some weird stomach stuff going right. on. Maybe he has a gluten problem. Maybe. There could be lots of reasons, but. Maybe he read in a thing that you shouldn't eat certain stuff there. Maybe. Maybe you don't know. Knows. Nobody knows. On their last night in town, Lars and his friends went to a bar where they ran into some other German folks and mm, ended fun. up, they got into a disagreement over of football, German folks which we're taught there, you know, soccer. Yeah. The actual football. Yes. They argued about which team was better. Oh, my gosh. And, I mean, apparently it got pretty heated. But oh. it's also, like, you know how people get about their sports teams and then yeah. there's alcohol and who knows. Right. Um, Testosterone and all it's that. It's like going to an orange bowl. Right. So, Lars and his friends left the bar. And then, apparently, Lars separated from his friends. They were all like, we're going to go eat. And Lars was like, oh, I'm just going to go back to the hotel. Which kind of... Like, I've, I can't eat. So. Well, that's the thing. It kind of lines up with the whole thing of like, he's not eating a whole lot. Yeah. But when his friends got back to the hotel, he wasn't there. They didn't see him again until the next morning. So he did come back. But when he showed back up, he told his friends he had been beaten up the night before huh? by four guys hired by the group in the bar so. that they'd had the disagreement with. Huh. It's a very complicated story. Yeah. He was apparently, he looked pretty rough, and they were like, you need to go to the doctor. So he goes to the doctor, and he's diagnosed with an injured jaw, possible concussion, and a ruptured eardrum. And the doctor's like, you can't fly with a ruptured eardrum. Oh, yeah, yeah, It'll cause you intense pain. Yeah. The doctor also prescribed. He described it, and then he prescribed. He He described and prescribed. Right. An antibiotic. They do that. It's very good. Yeah. 500 milligrams of Cefprazil. Mm-hmm. To keep his wounds from becoming infected. Wounded. Wounded. <laughs> Even when I read wounds, I was like, wound. <laughs> I can't say it any other way. Okay. So remember, this is the day they're supposed to go home. And right. Lars 
now he can't fly. The okay, doctor's like, yeah, he can't fly. Yeah. His friends are like, look, we'll just stay. We don't want to fly without you. you. Yeah. <laughs> we'll stay here with you. And Lars is like, no, 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 I'm totally fine. Oh, okay. Like, go ahead. I'm just go on and fly home. I did just get beat up by four. Yeah, but leave. Go, it's fine. It's yeah. Fine. Just don't I'm worry about it. Y'all leave me. That they hired, apparently. Yeah. So they all check out of the resort, Lars included. They all check out. And then he checks in to a different hotel, the okay. Hotel Color Varna. Mm-hmm. It's probably not how you say it. It's probably Color or something mm-hmm. for one night. It was cheaper. It was closer to the airport. And apparently he only had to delay the trip for one day. Oh, I would have flown anyways. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I would have been like, give me Tylenol. So all of this seems fairly normal, right? Like, I mean, the fight thing is weird, but whatever. Right. Some people get really freaked out about their sports teams. Yeah. I think it's weird that he's like, those people that I had that argument with right. hired four guys to attack me. Right. Like, how did he know? How do you know that? Did they like sit there and say, hello, you? we would like to introduce ourselves. We uh, are here. We were hired by a couple gentlemen who you disagree with. Go cards. Uh, you, <laughs> sir. Yes. Let's have a fight. Like, yeah. I don't understand that whole thing. Yeah. So, Lars checks into his new te- hotel. His friends go home. Yeah. And this is where the weird stuff starts. Oh, it just now gets weird. Okay. Yeah. Well, like, before it was kind of strange. Yeah. But maybe not. And now we're like, okay, this is objectively bizarre. Okay. Listen. <laughs> we're not going to be able to stop recording every time this lawnmower goes by. It's so Sorry. Lars is at the hotel, and he calls his mother, Sandra. Right. And he tells her, cancel my credit cards. Because there are people after me. Uh-huh. So even though I'm getting ready to fly, cancel everything. Cancel the cards. They want to rob me. They want to kill me. He specifically mentions four men, which makes you think it must be those four men that who beat, him, beat up. him up. Yeah. And Sandra is like, I thought he was in danger. Yeah, I could I hear him. his heart pounding over the phone. Ooh. So he paced up and down the halls of the hotel and it's all caught on the hotel security footage. And they could see him. He's, like, pacing. And he'll, like, look out the windows. And he'll, like, hide in the elevator. And he was very obviously scared. Yeah. And paranoid. Like, he was right. looking. Like, right. making sure no one was out there. Yeah. He ends up leaving the hotel at 1 o'clock in the morning. But he comes back an hour later at 2 a.m. Why would you just go stay at the airport if you're going to fly? And I don't know. scared. Maybe he didn't know where he'd be safe. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. But... We don't know. So he's gone for that hour from the hotel, and we don't know what he did or where he went. So he stayed in touch with his mom through the phone calls and through texts throughout the whole night. Okay. In one of his texts to her, he asked questions about the antibiotic that he'd been prescribed. The doctor didn't describe it enough, and he had more questions. Yeah. So he was so worked up by the next morning that he had decided he was going to just go on home. Right. And Sandra booked him a flight for that afternoon. Okay. And also bought him a bus ticket just in case the doctor said it wasn't safe to fly. Because he had to go make sure for before he actually okay. flew out. And in addition to that, she sent him 500 euros. So, like, he didn't have to fly. Yeah. He could have just taken the bus. Mm-hmm. All right. So, it's July 8th, 2014, the day after his friends left. Lars takes a taxi to the airport, hoping to head home. Right. He texts his mom, says, hey, I'm at the airport. Right. And he goes to see the airport doctor just to be checked out one okay. more time to make sure it's okay for him to fly. Right. And the doctor cleared Lars to head home. Okay, good. Later on, the doctor said that Lars was nervous and his behavior was really erratic. And it's kind of the same stuff that we see on the security right, footage. Right, When the doctor said it was fine for Lars to go home, Lars didn't leave. He, like, stayed there in the office for a minute. And instead of, like, being like, cool, thanks, Doc, and out the door, yeah. he starts asking questions again about the medication that he had been 
prescribed. Oh, okay. Prescribed. Great. Wow. Mm -hmm. Similar to the same kind of things that he'd been asking his mom. Right. While he's still in there, a construction worker comes in. There'd been construction work going on in the airport. Yeah. And so that construction worker comes in who just needed to see the doctor for one reason or another. Right. And when he comes in, Lars kind of freaks out. He starts shaking and he shouts, I don't want to die here. I have to get out of here. And he runs out of the office. Now, what? you can see this footage on YouTube. Oh. It's the airport security footage. Right. He just ran out immediately. He didn't grab any of his things. So he took all his, his like, baggage. And all that. Yeah. So he left his backpack, his travel bag, cell phone, wallet, passport. He oh left it all there in the doctor's office because this construction worker comes in. He panics and he darts out. Oh, my gosh. He heads out of the doctor's office and out of the airport completely. Oh, no. So on the airport security footage, you can see him in a yellow T-shirt running away from the airport. It's upsetting to me to see it. It's, yeah. He's just clearly Stop. terrified. He is so scared. And I just... So he climbs a fence, runs into a meadow, and takes off sprinting towards a nearby like forest, oh, like no. woods. To this day, no one knows... What happened to him after that? He, he He's heading towards the forest and he disappears from the camera's view. And that is it. That No, no one sightings afterwards. There hasn't been a single confirmed sighting of Lars Matank since he ran out of the airport. Are you serious? And that 500 euros that his mom sent him has never been withdrawn. So Sandra hired a private investigator right. to search for her son. Mm-hmm. And the PI checked hospital records for patients without ID, but that didn't turn up anything. Okay. Lars knew how to hunt fish and trap. So, like, he ran into the woods. It's possible that he could have survived there for a little bit. But it was also incredibly hot. And even with his skills, there just wouldn't be enough food to stay there very long. I don't think it was that kind of woods. In 2015, so the following year, a truck driver thought he saw Lars hitchhiking in Varna, but this was never confirmed. Okay. In 2016, police in Brazil picked up a man with no ID. Now, this man had amnesia and didn't know his own identity. They took him to the hospital and circulated his picture on social media. And some people thought that kind of looks like Lars wasn't him. He turned out to be Anton Palipa, a Toronto man who had been missing for five years. Oh, my god, That's a whole other thing. I'm like, did he have amnesia for five years? Yeah. Whoa. Because remember how we've learned that that's very rare. Yeah. Yeah. It's a thing, but it's very rare. Yeah. He had missing for five years. Can you imagine? And then he shows up. In 2019, a German truck driver gave a hitchhiker a ride from Dresden to Schildau, which I'm mm-hmm. 100% mm-hmm. sure of. And at that time, the truck driver didn't know about the Lars Matank case. Right. Later, when he found out about Lars, he said that hitchhiker had resembled Lars oh. and had a long hair and a beard. If you look up Lars, he does not have... At the time that he disappeared, he did right. not have a long hair and a beard. So it seems like. But I mean, 2014 to 2019. He like would look different. Pretty quick. Yeah. yeah. But I'm just saying to be able to recognize him. Right. Seems strange. Yeah. It's not like he knew what to be looking for. And in the moment, it's all based on his memory. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm not saying it couldn't have been, but it just seems really. Here's a stranger. I have my doubts. Yeah. yeah. Kara. Yes, Megan. I have been seeing all over TikTok these hair straighteners. Ever since I got my hair cut, I still feel like I'm learning how to do my hair all mm-hmm. over again. Let me tell you, I have found one that works really well. It's um, from Tymo, uh-huh. T-Y-M-O. 
And it is the company for getting the best type of straightener for everything your hair could possibly need. It's all over social media right now with products from $59.99 to top of the line straighteners. Each of their products are built to last and have so many options for whatever your hair needs are. So Karen and I received a couple of the products. Oh we gosh, got a so straightener and a blow dryer. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about the straightener because that's the one that I have used. It has a cordless design, which makes it so handy. Right. You traveled with it. Yes. So it's great for getting a good hair reset on the go because it's so portable and convenient. It's called the Porta. It has this 3D comb design, which is enhanced by cutting edge MCH anionic technology. So you brush it through your hair, it straightens as it goes, and it pushes against this ceramic plate that gives a frictionless glide that promises to curb frizz by 50%. And I've totally seen that because my hair gets frizzy and this just really smooths it out. I really loved it. Okay. So I got the air hype. I'm obsessed with it. I have just like naturally curly wavy hair. So it was a huge game changer for me. It dries your hair in half the normal time and it keeps your hair safe and shiny, which I noticed immediately. Mm -hmm. I didn't even need to straighten it afterwards. And usually I do because usually I have all those wild like curls left over. The wind power on this thing is intense. It's wild. Like I turned it up. I was like, let's play with these buttons. Okay. So it has three magnetic styling attachments. They're all amazing. You know how some blow dryers you get are like if you go to a hotel and there's a diffuser and you're like, oh my gosh, this is like tearing my hair to pieces and it's going to be so tangled. Not with this one. And it's magnetic. So it's great. So right now, you guys, our listeners can get 30% off their first order at timobeauty.com. T-Y-M-O beauty.com using the code WMM30. So that's just two M's. You guys know our codes usually have three. So just keep that in mind. So with so many great products to choose from, now's the time to upgrade your styling and curling kit. So go to tymobeauty.com and use the code WMM30 for 30% off your first purchase. Goodbye. Goodbye. Summer is the season of hot temperatures, outdoor adventures, and refreshing water activities. Summer is also the season of rough on your feet causing dry, cracked heels and toes. Introducing Babyfoot, the original exfoliation foot peel that contains 16 natural extracts formulated to remove dead skin cells in three easy steps. Apply the booties, relax for an hour, then wash your feet. In 14 days, you've got baby smooth skin and your feet have never been softer. Letting dead skin cells build up over time is hazardous to your foot health. Our professional-grade DIY products, like our original exfoliation foot peel, our men's foot peel, or our moisturizing mask, are some of the best foot care products on the market created with your foot health in mind. Pamper yourself with a spa day from the comfort and convenience of your own home with Babyfoot. If you want a chemical-free, easy-to-use exfoliating process from the company that created the original foot peel, it's time to treat yourself to Babyfoot. Go to babyfoot.com and use the code SUMMERFEET24 and get 20% off your first order with Babyfoot. That's babyfoot.com and use the code SUMMERFEET24. One of the biggest questions is, how much of Matank's paranoid behavior was rooted in reality. Right, right. So according to his mom, Lars had no history of mental illness and there's also no history of mental illness in his family. Okay. Obviously he could have had undiagnosed mental illness, right. whether there was family history or not. It starts somewhere. What if that medication triggered it? Like I one time took... Literally the next paragraph. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> go ahead, you go. I one time took, I had really bad sun poisoning actually. And I had to take, some sort of medication. And I, this is the only time I've ever sleepwalked. I was with Sophie's dad at the time, like two days after this happened, we were going to Miami. And he said that he found me just standing in my pajamas with a blanket around me, just on our deck, just staring off into the space. Uh And he put me back in bed. 
That would creep me out. I've but never he's encountered like a, a medical professional too, so he probably was like, "Oh God, here she goes, here she goes, here we go. It's going to be a thing." But I had to stop taking that medicine because I had a weird reaction to yeah. it. Well, that's it. So the next paragraph is, and you know, he had all those questions. About yeah. It. So some people have speculated that Lara's behavior was caused by some strange side effect of that medication that he was taking. Or an interaction between the medication and some other possibly recreational drug. Right. And also they had been drinking too. Right. The thing is, most accounts say that he wasn't taking that medication. And that, in fact, he hadn't even had it filled. Oh. Because he had all those questions about it. Oh, yeah. And the airport doctor is quoted as saying, he didn't take those antibiotics. He didn't even fill his prescription. So his behavior couldn't have been a result of that. Now, a few of the articles I read said differently. Yeah. They said he had had the prescription filled and was taking it. And it's possible the airport doctor was mistaken. Right. But like, even if we say he was taking that medication, yeah. he told the story about the four people being hired to beat him up. Right. Before he ever even got prescribed that medication. Right, exactly. So we know he couldn't have been taking it then. Yes. That would mean at least that that story hadn't been some sort of delusion. Okay. And he clearly was beaten up. He had injuries. That's what I was going to say. So the concussion, maybe? Maybe. Or like his eardrum being busted, messed up like his equilibrium, and it just all like went to hell after that? I I mean, I don't know. It's already weird. If we start there, which is the night he came home, or the morning he came home, and he's like, these four men beat me up. I'm a mess. Why would some group of people who argued with him at a bar feel the need to hire somebody? Even more than that. Why would, if they didn't hire anybody, why would they do it? You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. They left the bar. Yeah. It was over. Yeah. It's not like they all left they probably, the bar yeah, together. Like, they're going to go hop, like, to go another bar. Yeah. They didn't hunt. I mean, did they hunt him down? So the four men who attacked Lars the night before his friends left have never been identified. Okay. So the only way we know this happened is because Lars told us it did. He said so. And I don't know how much of how much we can believe what he said. Right. On the other hand, like I said, he had real injuries. So like someone beat him up. Yeah. And... I also put that. Speaking of injuries, let's not forget he had the concussion. Right. Which could have caused him to behave abnormally. Yeah. Okay. So I guess theory one is some sort of psychosis. Right. Either brought on by his medication Uh or undiagnosed mental illness. Right. I've told you. Bad drug that he got. Right. True. Yeah. And I've told you my issues with the medication theory. So let's talk about the mental illness part. So several people have mentioned schizophrenia in relation to Lars's case. Okay. Obviously, I'm not a mental health professional, right? We just I don't know if y'all know that. College, but <laughs> I've just read a lot of stories. Yeah, but uh, I did a little reading about this. So psychosis can come on suddenly. Okay, it can be triggered by several different things, including physical illness or injury, alcohol or smoking, lack of sleep, not getting enough food, and prescribed medication. Every single one, one of, of those is in this story, right? <laughs> so that could be. Another trigger could be recreational drugs, but Lars' family states that he didn't do any drugs. Okay, but they were in a party right. city, so. And I'm not saying they're lying. I'm just saying, let's leave open the possibility that they right. don't know they that maybe the... his son didn't tell right. them. Well, and maybe he wasn't into them, but they were all at this thing, and he was like, yeah, I'll try that. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you're a person who does recreational drugs a little every now and then mm-hmm. and doesn't it doesn't right. impact your life very much, probably a whole lot of people wouldn't know. Yeah. So, when severe psychotic symptoms show up very suddenly, it's referred to as acute schizophrenia. It can happen anytime between a person's teens and early 30s, and he was 28. Right. 
It's very rarely outside of that range. Oh. Symptoms include delusions, disorganized or bizarre behavior, inability to take care of yourself, disorganized thinking, and auditory and visual hallucinations. Well, there you go. So that's possible. Yeah. We can't rule it out. Still, it only explains why he was suddenly acting so paranoid and erratic. Right. It doesn't explain how he disappeared and why right his body's never been found yeah even if you're like okay something went wrong in his brain we still don't know where he is right you can't like right. make yourself disappear yeah. so theory two he's Lars- a <laughs> he's david copperfield <laughs> Lars ran away to start a new life so i think this one is pretty easy to rule out right because you know at the very beginning i told you he had his a good job yeah he had a long-term girlfriend he had a good relationship with his family. He was super close with his yeah. parents. I don't think he would leave his mom to do all the things on his right. own, on her own. He had good friends. And of course... And he kept in touch with his mom. Right. Like, I know, you know, a person can appear to be perfectly happy. Right. And you never know exactly. what's going on behind exactly. the scenes. Better help slash WMMA. Uh-huh. But he was in touch with his mom. She's the first person he reached out to. Right. And then he stayed in touch with her yeah. the whole time. So if it's like, if he was planning to run away or disappear yeah. on purpose... Yeah. Why would he do that? Exactly. I don't buy that at all. I don't either. Theory three. Someone or a group of people was actually pursuing Lars and killed him. Maybe. So this all goes back to we have no idea what's real and what isn't. If people really did beat him up a couple nights earlier. Yeah. I'm curious why they'd let him live in the first place. Yeah. If they were only going to track him down again later and kill him. Right. 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 You think if these people wanted him dead, they just would have killed him when they beat him up the first time. Exactly. On the other hand. Unless they were like, leave and don't come back. And then he's back. He's dead. Yeah. Or maybe they left him and thought he was dead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they thought he knew who they were or something. I don't know. But why? But over football? Like, are you going to kill a guy? And why would they track him all the way to the airport and just sit outside and wait for him? And know that he would take off running and get into the woods. Yeah. And was that a fake construction worker sent in there to, like, chit-chat with him? Yeah, none of that makes no, sense. that's so, way too much. On the other hand, it would explain why no body's ever been found. Right. Because someone did something with it. Yeah. Theory four. Lars was trafficked. Oh. Trafficking stuff. Terrifies me. It terrifies me. And it's way more common than you think. Yeah. And you may think you live in an area where it doesn't happen at all. And you're probably wrong. Yeah. So, <laughs> so very wrong. Pay attention. Yeah. Bulgaria has one of the highest rates of human trafficking in the European Union. Mm -hmm. Locals and tourists have been taken and forced into sex work, drug smuggling, and slavery, and they've also been killed for their organs. So if we believe four men beat him up, one reason they may have continued to pursue him is because they belong to a human trafficking ring and wanted to traffic him. Theory five, Lars died by suicide. Mm. I think this is just a theory because no one's sure what was going on with his mental health. With his mental health. I mean, without knowing, right. then it's hard to say that he may have died by suicide, but still, that still comes back to, then where is his body? Exactly. That's what I was going to say. And like, what did he use to do so? Right. He left he with nothing. nothing with him. So here's the last theory, I think. It's a weird kind of convoluted theory, but mm-hmm. it's interesting. That's why okay. I'm putting it in here. Okay. So Lars and or his friends were working as drug mules, maybe even involuntarily. So the theory goes... That Lars' friends were working as drug mules. Okay. Police didn't find any drugs in Lars' belongings. They don't think he was involved. Okay. But it's been theorized that his friends flew back without him to take drugs to Germany. And Lars had to stay behind in Bulgaria as some sort of insurance. 
Maybe the reason he got so freaked out at the airport is because he thought his friends had gotten caught and he was about to be arrested. So he took off. I didn't really think anything weird about Lars' friend's behavior when I initially read the story. Right. You picked up on something that I just didn't, how yeah. they left. Yeah. But also, I don't know, guy friends are different. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't know if they would just be like, all right, he says it's See fine. Bye. Okay. But you noticed right away where you were like, uh, you're leaving him even though he just got beat yeah. up. But I didn't even think anything of it. I do think it's odd that the night of the flight, Lars had said he was going back to the hotel. Right. And when his friends didn't find him there, it doesn't seem like they were very police or anything. Yeah. Why weren't they more worried when he was gone all night long and they didn't know where he was? Also, did he have his cell phone then? We know he had one. Yeah. Did you all check his? I mean, I'm sure you checked his cell phone. Did you even try to call him? Stay in contact with him? Right. Like when you all got back to the hotel and he wasn't there, did you try to call him? Or maybe the fact that he didn't hear from them is what spooked him. Well, I just mean like the night that he didn't come home. Yeah. Did they even try to figure out where he was? Right. Or did they just sit there at the hotel and be like, I don't know, he'll come back maybe. Right. The other thing is the whole deal where the doctor said he couldn't fly because of his ruptured eardrum. Mm -hmm. Do a Google search. That's not true. Which is another thing that didn't occur to me until I started looking. And I was like, wait, how long would he not have been able to fly? When I Googled it, it's like, oh, he could have flown. That's not true. Why would a doctor tell him he couldn't? According to the United Kingdom National Health Service. Yes, it is safe to fly with a perforated eardrum. Oh. Now, if you've had surgery to repair a perforated eardrum, you shouldn't fly until your doctor or surgeon says it's safe to do so. But he hadn't had that surgery. Yeah, because the pressure would mess it all up. And it's not like only one site said that. I scrolled through a whole bunch of search results and they're all like, sure, you can fly. It might be a little uncomfortable, but it's unlikely Uh, to cause any serious harm. Yeah. Yeah. It's no reason to be like, you can't go home today. You need to change your flight. Yeah. So was this doctor just overly cautious? Right. So is, is that in the medical record that the doctor gave him saying don't fly? Well, that's the thing. Is there a lie here? And if there is, who lied? Was it the right. doctor right. or Lars or his friends? friends? Yeah. Because when he did go to the airport doctor, that airport doctor said, yes, you're okay to fly. That was also just the next day, which maybe that's so are expected. The friends, but- the ones that we heard from that said... Like, he didn't tell his mom he couldn't fly. His friends told people that he couldn't fly because of his busted eardrum. Well, he talked to his mom, and he did go to the doctor himself. So he would have had to have heard that from the doctor. Or that is the story that he told his mom. Right. If the drug trafficking thing was going on, he's not going to tell his mom Mm -hmm. the drug trafficking part. But he has to come up with the reason why he couldn't. Yeah. I honestly don't know. No. But, like, maybe Lars and his friends encountered some dangerous people on their trip. Right. Maybe Lars tried drugs for the first time, leading to his strange behavior or maybe even triggering psychosis. Maybe since they were German, the drug dealers forced them to take drugs back to Germany. Maybe Lars had to stay behind his insurance. Maybe he got more and more scared the longer his friends were gone. Yeah. But still, where is his body? Right. Where is he at? (laughs) Lars has been described as the most famous missing person on YouTube. Really? By May of 2018, less than four years after his disappearance, the security footage of him in the airport had been viewed more than 16 million times. Oh my gosh. At the time he went missing, he was 5 foot 11 inches tall. That's 180 centimeters, Rachel. Mm-hmm. And he had dark blonde, blonde. Blonde. He had dark blonde hair. Yeah. Is that blonde brown now? Mm. Blonde. It could be dark blonde or light brown. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. And he has a scar on his left forearm. Okay. Every year, around 10,000 people go missing in Germany. Jesus. 50% of all missing person cases are resolved within less than a week. Mm. 
and less than 3% are actually found within a year. Hmm. Lars Matank has been missing for more than eight years. Oh my gosh. And that is the is story. That? Wow. Where'd you go, Lars? I mean, it's really, if you look him up, of course, it's the case with every person that goes missing. You just right. see these pictures of this like normal kid. I mean, he's 28, yeah. but he's like normal and he's just having a good time. He's right. a good looking guy. Yeah. He's obviously just having a great time with his friends. Yeah. What went wrong? How, where, when, why? Yeah. Uh, have anything else? <laughs> I don't think say so. To talk about? I don't think so. Oh, we have mentioned a few times that we're working on the fall merch now. Yes. And I believe the plan is to start selling fall merch in the first week of September. Yeah. So some of the summer designs that we've got right now are going to be phased out. And they may come back at some point. Right. But if there's anything that you want right now. Jump um, on it. Jump on it. <laughs> if you are a Patreon member, you get a discount. Don't forget that. So you can right. find that in your Patreon post. For your code. Just scroll back. If you join it, you should be able to, whenever you join, scroll back through right. all the old posts. So it's updated every month. But you'll find the one, find the most recent one. Yeah. That's the one you can use. So there's a discount level at the Body of a Goddess Patreon level and at the Janet's one. There's two different yeah. ones. That's all. That's it. We love you so much. Goodbye. Goodbye.